Thank you for listening to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Sign up to our Patreon to receive bonus content, live streams, and our weekly newsletter with money off books and museum visits as well, plus early access to all live show tickets. That's patreon.com slash we have ways. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier. Thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Alarm, alarm! Welcome to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. We're Convoy 8x231. What we've tried to do here, Jim, is we've tried to, you know, do some long form thing that is contained within three episodes. And this is this is this is the third episode. So this is the one where we gotta get through it. We've got to get through it. Like not unlike the convoy we've itself. We've got to get to Liverpool. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, God. And the thing is, um, uh, dear listener, that we've just been catching up before we started this, and we've both been reading tons of stuff that we want to talk about, but we have a convoy to get across the Atlantic, don't we? We have. So we're just gonna we have, have to put so all other to thoughts be- and stuff and <laughs> Where we'd left it was the escort, B7 escort group, had joined them yep. under under um, Peter Tretton. Yep. And incidentally, my great mate Rob Gallimore, um, yeah. he said, Gretton's son and grandson want to get in touch. Do you want to, do you want to hear from them? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course, 100%. Why not? Sounds um, brilliant. So waiting on that one. But the, so they got there, and, and it was the afternoon of the 4th of April. That's right. And things were picking up. They were starting to pick up yeah. signals on Huff Duff, high-frequency direction finding, to suggest that the U-boats were massing. And yeah. um, they were in for a long night. Lovenhertz. Um, Lovenhertz, which is the is, that's the group, the name of the group of, yeah. of 20 um, U-boats. Yeah. So they know – so so what they're what the key to all this is, and Gretton talks about this at great length, is the air cover. He, he thinks – as long as the air cover can show up during the day, we'll be absolutely fine. Yes. Um, and, and this predates the invention of the Lee light or rather the rolling out of the Lee light, which is a lamp by which submarines can be uh, located by radar and then located visually and then attacked at night, which basically yep. closes the air gap or closes the, 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 the night day air gap completely. Yes. Um, yep. But that hasn't, that hasn't happened yet. So that means it's, it's as, imminent. It's imminent. As long as there's day, as long as there's air cover during the day, they'll be all right. Is, is mm-hmm. his basic thinking, or it'll be that much easier. But it's yes. night. It's night where the if you know there's a a, a pack of U boats coming, where yes. you you could be really really um in for it. So the afternoon. And don't forget they've got, they've got six escorts rather than 
eight. He's in a he's in a frigate rather than a destroyer, destroyer because his yep. destroyer is is being, being refitted. Refit, yeah. So there's sort of two men down, one you know fast dis- uh, fast destroyer. So they've only got one fast destroyer. Yep. It's even not that fast. It's only twenty six knots yep. rather than thirty six knots. Um, they've got four corvettes, which yep. are these sort of very small tin cans that are yep. not that fast, twenty knots, something like that. Yep. And they've got this one corvette. For the moment, that's it. And at 0925 on the 4th of April, U530 um, by Captain Lieutenant Langer, um, he sights the convoy. He is the fifth boat in from the northern end of the patrol line. And for those who have listened to the previous two, you may remember that there's a 280-mile-long line of 20 U-boats lining up to kind of intercept the convoy. They know it's coming, um, but they don't know quite where it's going to come across the ocean. So that 280-mile site sounds like a huge amount, but it's actually perfectly possible that they might get across it. But But the convoy has been sighted. Yeah. So yeah. at this point, he reports the position, and the BDU headquarters, which is the um, Befeldwebel <laughs> Harbor or whatever it is, what is it? I always forget that word. Behavelshebel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, let's just call it U-boat headquarters. <laughs> what is it? What is it? It's it? the Befeld's Harbor de U-boater. <laughs> Du befehlst aber der Unterseebote. I'm just going to call it U-Boat Headquarters from now on. So spare my blushes. <laughs> BDUHQ, um, turn it, basically. BDUHQ, exactly. Anyway, so so BDUHQ, uh, U-Boat Headquarters, yeah. immediately broadcasts the position to, to the other Everyone 19. Else. Yeah. And U-530 is then told to take on the role of the contact keeper. So the point of that is that what you've then got to do is you've just got to then shadow that 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 convoy and make sure you don't lose out your sights and you are the you are you mustn't attack until everyone else is ready. Yep. But basically, they've logged the convoy. They know where it is. They know where it's coming, yep. and they're all gearing up for interception once darkness comes. And immediately after that, six U boats are, are, are. That's right. There's only fourteen at that point. So six yes, more they aren't are, are ordered to join Leuvenhertz. One's been attacked, hasn't it? U one six nine has been. Yes, sunk from a previous or, convoy, or, or and that's gone yeah, home. Yeah. So it's twenty in all. And then later, later on that afternoon, a, a second long signal is sent to the Wolf Pack from from uh, the BDU to tell them <laughs> um, to to attack at night, focus on night attacks. So, so just as Gretton's assessment is that day is too difficult because of the air, air because of the air cover, the Germans know this. They know this perfectly well, and the implication there is, of course, that they are running out of time, and they know yes. they are. That they're running out yeah. of time, they're running out of opportunities, and you know it might be it might be obvious to the British that that's the case, but the Germans know it perfectly well because although they've had a good good two or three months, time is running out. It's the is the truth, yeah. and their losses uh, have not been inconsiderable. They've lost 40, uh, 45 since between I know, when December you see and them, March. You, you see them totted up like that. You know, nineteen in February, yeah, short month, fifteen uh, in uh, March. That's not brilliant, is it? And that's chewing through. That's chewing through your officers who who um you know one end of the U-boat from another. That's the thing. And um, it, it, a terrible. It is. And if you think you've got about you know what is it about 300 U-boats yeah. in total, but you've you, because you're working in thirds, forty five is half your force that you could ever have at one deployed at one time. Yeah, yeah. These are Mark Seven, so they're. I mean, although when you tell me something weighs five hundred tons, I just I, I know what I know roughly how far two hundred twenty feet is. Five hundred tons, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Two hundred twenty feet. That's about seventy five meters, isn't it? What we don't have here is this information in London buses or Eddie Sobart trucks. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Sobart trucks or or Nelson's <laughs> columns. I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, it probably is about Nelson's well, column, pro- isn't it? <laughs> I'm just looking it up. <laughs> um, I reckon Nelson's column. Uh, about Nelson's Street, column is 169 feet. feet. So okay. it's, it's so it's one a and a third then. Nelson's. Yeah, one and a third Nelson's column. Well, one and a half Nelson's <laughs> columns. I wonder how much that is in Eddie Stobart trucks. <laughs> Got at least six, hasn't it? Yeah, well, let's see what it is in London buses. What first. standard? <laughs> um, oh, or no, Norbert Dentrisongle. Dentrisongle. I love a Norbert Dentrisongle. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> a friend of mine said to me, "Once you notice, have you ever noticed Norbert Dentrisongle um, trucks?" I went, I, "Do you know? What? I never have." He goes, "You will never ever miss them again." Yeah, so right, they're just everywhere. Right, so a, a, a uh, anyway, let's get back to it. A route master bus is 30, <laughs> 30 feet long. Okay. So this is <laughs> it's about six, then, isn't it? <laughs> That's a six London four. bus. Four, four and a bit of London. What <laughs> <laughs> was it for? <laughs> four London buses. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, and they could do they could do eighteen knots. Let's not get into how fast that is. Um, uh, but on the surface. <laughs> Um, and they could, and they're they're capable of staying at, um, at sea for six six to eight weeks without refueling. Are the Allies? I mean, j- j- before we, I mean, you know, this is the problem is, is we're, we're rabbit hole rich. Are the Allies trying to deal with the milk cows in in, in particular? They're just not bothering. Is it they're just not really bothering, to be honest. They're they're really not bothering. It's very hard in the kind of sort of the heat of the moment, to kind of sort of yeah. think. Okay, that's a milk cow. That's a Mark Seven. That's the thing. Yeah, it's just a unit. Yeah. It's a blip on yeah. the sonar. Right. You know, and obviously the milk cows are not going to go anywhere dangerous. But yeah. you know, again, those six to eight weeks, you need to think of those in thirds as well. So it's kind of two weeks of kind of sort of biffing around patrolling. You know, two weeks to get out of there, two weeks to get back. I mean, it's a hell of a long way. You know, and you're not going that fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you're and you're having to be vigilant, so you may have to all that. Know, yeah, and you're all, all that. You've got to be super careful. Saying, yeah. yeah. So anyway. so so what you what you get on this. This, this sort of on the on the day of the fourth, you get this sort of mounting sense of you know if you're Gretton and you're the escorts and indeed the the convoy, this feeling that danger is lurking, and it must have been yeah. you know because you're picking up loads and loads of huff duff notices, um, yeah. signals, um, and so that can only be sent by a U-boat, so you know you know yeah. what that is, and yeah. that, you know that means they're out there, so yeah. you, you know it's pretty sinister. Uh, and pretty, you know, tension is rising amongst the, the crews. Yeah. Um, Videt, which is the destroyer, the one destroyer, so that's faster, can do this 26 knots. So he's sent off to, to that, that ship is sent out to to sweep and investigate. And it is Gretton, yep. the escort group commander, who's sending out that order. Actually, he does force U530 to dive, although yep. Videt doesn't pick up on that. Yeah. So to a certain extent, it's done, you know, Videt has done his job. And and just to, again to reiterate from last week, of course, it's good to from from an ally point of view to destroy a U boat. But actually, that's that's not your number one prime aim. Your number one prime aim is to keep the convoy safe. Screwing up the U boat's attack plans and making them dive so that they're operating at, at kind of walking pace. That's it's, that's it's the plenty. most important thing. Yeah. 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 That, well, that, that'll it, do it. And it's I mean the way and the, the thing to the thing to bear in mind is uh, where where we've where we've got this from is Gret, Peter Gretton's book. He uh, looked at the U boat logs, so he's basically he's looking at what Videt did, Videt did, and then he and then he looks at. The, what the U-boat did, I mean, from the logs that survive, obviously, and says, you know, Videt sweep, they dive, but not, Videt doesn't realise, but they do dive. So 
So I mean, so much of this game of cat and mouse, no one knows what's going on. It's it, it, and I find it, it, I find it just absolutely incredible. And you, and you can just, I mean, just imagine you're Gretton, or imagine you're one of these these convoy commanders. You've got, so, I mean, particularly from Gretton's point of view, you've got the you've got the lives and the and the cargoes of sixty one vessels mm. that are your responsibility to to, yep. to, to shepherd home to, to yep. Liverpool. Yep. So eleven forty eight, U five seven two reports the sighting of the convoy at twelve yep. o'clock midday. U five thirty reports being forced to divide by the escort, and that's Vidette coming over. Twelve forty three, U five six three reports sighting, and of course yep. the Tay, which is the frigate, which is the ship on which um, Gretton is aboard. That is the one that's got the Huff Duff kit, the high frequency yep. direction finding kit. They're picking up all these signals, so you can just imagine the tension between the two because you know you've got twelve minutes. It's between the first and the second one, then 43 minutes. Then you've got at 14.19, so 2.19 2 p.m., U572 yeah. reports diving to avoid another escort. So the escort sweeps and zigzags of the of the, of the the convoy. And this idea is that you move the whole convoy yeah. um, a, a one one direction, and then you turn it at kind of 45 degrees or whatever to a, to a different yeah. direction. Then a further at 14.51, 2.51 p.m., a really strong signal is picked up by Tay. Yeah. Uh, received on a bearing of 238 degrees. So this is on the port quarter of HMS Vedette, the destroyer. Yeah. And amazingly, at 15.07, U-572, which has been stalking the convoy, is rammed by one of the freighters. Yeah, it's amazing this, isn't it? And this and, is a this is a really really unlucky submarine. Yes. Yeah, um, because in the Mediterranean, yeah. the captain has been reported for cowardice. Yeah, by one of his officers for not pressing home uh, orders to sort of get into the Mediterranean past Gibraltar, uh, and Captain Lieutenant Heinz Hersacker is found guilty and then commits suicide before he's going to be shot. It, so the I mean, new captain's Oberleutnant Heinz Kummertat, uh, who is really inexperienced. I mean, you can yeah. tell that by the fact that he gets rammed by one of by his... By a you know, freighter. If, you, if you're, if you're going to get yourself <laughs> so close to by a freighter that you're going to be rammed on it, at least yeah. put a ripping torpedo into it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's not doing doing that. The weird thing is is that the, the, the freighter that hits it doesn't... Not a single freighter reports hitting anything. Well, well again... So and it this, must have been this, very this, light. But, but this, is, this is interesting, isn't it? Because, again, it comes back to this thing. No one knows what's going on. That there's these fragments yes. of information. It's, I mean, it's like, um, it's, I mean, it's like driving in the fog, isn't it? Basically, where, where, where yeah. you, you, you don't see the other guy's uh, taillights until you go, until you go up his ass, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, and it, or it's worse than that because, because you know, the, 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 the information you're getting is so fragmentary. Quite a lot of it. I mean, that's the interesting thing. That's that yeah. you know, these signals, these signals increase in intensity and get nearer. So you know they're coming. Yes. You, they're absolutely you, coming. They're, they're like, and it's, yeah. it's 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 one always is afraid of. Well, you're afraid of all sorts of things, but one is particularly afraid of the unknown. It's what you yeah. don't know. You don't know what's out there. You don't know when it's yeah. going to come. Again, it's that that whole kind of sort of it's that sort of going around a house on a movie, isn't it? Where the sort of person's going through and and you know all the lights are being switched off and you're just waiting for someone to pounce out from behind the cupboard yeah. it's, it's yeah. that kind of thing all the time you know you just you know nerves just must be so taut you must be on so yeah. on edge at fifteen yeah. forty-one, so 3 41 p.m um videt the destroyer reports spotting a conning tower so yeah. suddenly you kind of you, you know you've seen physical evidence there's this one little tube just sort of siding yeah. through the water yeah uh, and and gresson says all concerned now knew that the radio signals had been confirmed by a physical sighting that the crunch had come and that the convoy was in for a big battle I mean, that, I mean you're just braced aren't you yeah but then what does he do he continues on the same course so as to not alert the u-boat to 
knowing that yeah, you were it's boat just, it's, again it's all cat and mouse isn't it the yeah, whole yeah, yeah, time. yeah 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 and there's, there's but so you'd only much do of that, that if you were experienced wouldn't you i mean that's 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 one of these kind of judgment calls where you think well that yeah okay if that's what he's going with because the other way to scare the wood u-boat off which is what we we're just talking about is to is to steer at him you know um so it's making that decision picking that yes um that distinction i think is really you know that that's the mark of a that those are the decisions the captain has to make because because may, as it turns out is that the right thing to have done well well, well, well. i i, I can't I, I can't, well, I can't judge it. Is the thing, but but that's the decision he's made. It's fascinating. And then, but so again, then, it's everything. It's it's sort of you know the the, the battle is building up. This is the kind yeah. of sort of yeah. you know the massing of the U boats, the kind of yeah. stalking. I mean, they're being stalked. They're, you know, the convoy yeah. is being stalked by the U boats. So at sixteen seventeen, Elisma, which is one of the corvettes, sent on a bearing um, is is sent off by by Gretchen on a bearing of three hundred fifty degrees and sights a U boat, which immediately dives. This is probably yep. the used 563. Just a little while later, less than a quarter of an hour later at 1630, Vedette gets arranged by radar for the first time. Now, you remember that, that for those who are listening yeah, to yeah. Lava 2, you can get a radar reading from sort of, you know, 8,400 yards, something like that. So at 6,000 yards on a bearing of 190 degrees. So Vedette beetles off again uh, at 22 knots, which is the best speed they can do in the current weather and the current conditions. Yep. 1637, so seven, seven minutes later. Seven minutes later, on- yeah. Uh, on a bearing of 142 degrees at 5,800 yards. So Vedette steers to that U-boat's dri- diving position. Yep. Because it's dived, it can't be going very fast. Well, and So then, you can get then, there, but, you know, you can go do that in quite quick area, quite quick But then time. Vedette has to slow down so the ASDIC will work. There's this sort of thing where it goes into slow motion a little. They can't find a U-boat. They drop five depth charges anyway on its estimated position. Nothing. 1718, ASDIC does pick up an Echo 1,500 yards yep. away. They drop depth charges again. It's the Aztec toad. And yeah. So, so what's what's interesting about this is it's quite a lot of sort of escorts going to an estimated position and just chucking over a whole load of depth charts anyway, on the off chance. So 14 yep. depth charts dropped, set to depths of between 150 and 300 feet. So you can you can set your depth charts at different different levels. Yeah, and actually, U five nine four at that time reports having been accurately depth charged, so not far off. Amazingly, yeah. damage to electrical yeah, yeah, yeah. gear, valve in hull fractured, and water flowing in. I mean, can you imagine? You're on the yeah. U boat, and the water's coming in. Hunter turned to hunted. Well, I mean, it's it, it, and that, of course, that's time that where they're repairing and all that's time that they can't engage the convoy. So, so even though they haven't sunk it. They've held it up. They've slowed it down. The, 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 you yeah. know, the, 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 there's a spanner in the works for them. Then at half past uh, five, seventeen thirty, yeah. more as Dick Hedgehog misses. Yeah, I mean, uh, Vidette is then ordered to rejoin the convoy. So Vidette's been sort of having having a. That's Quite actually pretty. That's pretty fruitful, isn't it? Because it also yeah. shows that the kit works. You can locate yep. U boats. You know that, uh-huh. that, that uh, and their systems are in place. That will work for them, and then I, I guess while this is happening, you're, you're, you haven't got time to think about being cold or uh, wet or any of that stuff. So, eighteen seventeen, Tay's lookout, and uh, I mean, this is interesting that they're seeing these U-boats on the horizon. The lookouts are doing an amazing job, aren't they? With with, with yeah. optics, yeah, yeah. They go after it. It's U two two nine, but it's gone again. This is, I mean, this is coming up for nightfall. Gretton is not happy, is he? It, 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 no. or, or, might not be. There's three different U-boats have been sighted. 
and he knows that others are around. And that can only mean that there are more coming as well, because Lovenhertz is is that's only that's only a, a fifth of his strength, isn't it? The picture was one of the perfect prologues of a classic pack attack on a large scale. The convoy passed through the patrol line. Fourteen submarines were in reach, and six others have been ordered to join. The deliberate assembly of the pack had taken place in excellent visibility, unhampered by air cover. Admiral Dernitz must have felt pleased that evening and must have expected great news the next day. Strong northwesterly winds. Yep, night falls. falls. Uh, Gretton orders the uh, convoy's course to 45 degrees to port. So again, he's moving the, he's moving the, altering the course to, to create confusion basically for the enemy. Although, as we talked about, I think in the first week, you know, a great big convoy of different ships that can go at different speeds and all that sort of thing and speak different languages and maybe have different ideas about how they want to conduct themselves. That's quite tricky in itself, isn't it? Yep. Um, uh, yeah. And then you have your re- retired ad- rear admiral on the, on the, um, uh, uh, convoy's flagship, yep. um, the commod- who's the co- com- convoy commodore, who then hoists a flag, submarines in the vicinity. Oh, oh, God. God. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you've got this northeast, northwesterly winds. It, you know, it's, it's a yep. bit of a swell. It's getting dark. I mean, you know, manoeuvring the whole convoy is is really tricky, but actually, Gretz yeah. says the station keeping of the ships is above average and and the, uh, uh, and, and the, the sort of keeping formation is, is is pretty good and mm. one of the problems is when you've got bad weather is it's really hard to spot the u-boats because you know shadows of waves can be used yep. and can confuse with conning towers and you know brown flecks of wake you know could easily be assumed to be a subs and it's not yeah um and weirdly the aurora borealis is in the sky yeah. as well yeah so i mean at times the, the the sky is very bright which means it's brighter which means the convoy feels very naked you know it's, it's not light enough that you can see a u-boat no. very easily but the u-boat can absolutely see you silhouetted against the skyline how spooky that is as well oh yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. um so what 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 you gretton's consideration is that um the enemy will attack um downwind and sea <clears throat> so yeah. You you adjust your defences accordingly, um, uh, regarding regarding what 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 the wind's doing. So he um, the starboard flanks weak. So um, Pink's the only escort on the starboard side. Ahead, said you have a Lisma loose strife on the port bow. Um, HMS Snowflake, my favourite ship in the Royal Navy, on the port beam, <laughs> <laughs> and Vidette is still four miles away. And the escorts yep. are f- at five thousand yards, and the convoy's moving at eight knots. I mean, I think that so. So he's basically hedging his bets that, that the attack's coming downwind and that they're going to they're gonna have to carry on the game of cat and mouse, but the U-boats have this advantage, you say, of, of the lighting, in fact. So 5,000 yards, what's that, about two, two and a two-thirds of a mile? Two and I can't give you that in London that. buses, I'm afraid. <laughs> or Nelson's column. <laughs> But you know the, um, the 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 point is, of course, also is is that you know it's been a pretty hard work. Or you know yeah. everyone's already knackered, uh, you know, and you've got the problem of, of just you know this uh, this whole thing about being in a Corvette where you're constantly just sort of you know God, your sea legs must how you get used to that. You probably never you probably never do, do you? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Actually, Gretton um, says a good line here. He goes on the bridge, at the guns, and on the quarter deck aft, where depth charge crews waited for action. The men were faceless ghouls, wrapped in duffel coats, the hoods drawn over their heads, and sometimes with sou'westers added to give extra protection. As the spray came sweeping, rattling over them, each man ducked, then waited calmly until the arrival of the next wave's onslaught. Oh. Yeah. I tell you, Rachel would hate it. <laughs> she doesn't like the cold <laughs> right so i mean one of the one of the in, before the actually before the attack begins there's this initial moment of drama isn't there where, where one of the ships drops a flare overboard and no one that's right yes and and no one can ascertain who how or why the escort races to try and put it out the light could be seen for miles and in gretton's account it's, i mean he writes it very well he says you know i'm absolutely livid about this and i'm thinking jesus christ you know that the enemy see that u-boat logs don't mention it they never see it or if they do see it it's not regarded as anything worth bothering with no which it's is, amazing isn't it it's which is amazing because because you think oh my god you know that that can't help that's that's no. clearly like a, a a major problem for them and it isn't very strange anyway at 2130 u630 um starts to approach to attack the convoy this is Oberleutnant Werner Winkler. I mean, come yep, on. So that is a first lieutenant. And that's a central casting name as well for a U-boat captain, isn't it? Werner Winkler. <laughs> in, in he goes, basically, and um, fires two, at least two, two, two torpedoes. 40 minutes later, roughly, Gretchen's on the bridge, sees a white flash over the convoy starboard side, but n- no explosion heard, no signal received. Normally, people send up two white rockets to say their ship's been hit, but there's nothing. Winkler reports a hit so so even when a ship has been successfully struck and hit no one's sure i mean th- th- this is the thing i when when i sat down when you sent me this book and sat down to read it i just found, found all of that because you know in 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 a u-boat if you watch das boot everyone knows what's going on all the time and everything you know the, the, the information is like in a, in, a, in a, all in clear sequence it's you know and they make them in a drama like das boot they make the point that you know it takes a while and you do have to you have to bide your time and all that but what's but what's not clear is this thing that a ship gets sunk and no one realizes. I mean, it's extraordinary. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it? And, and again, you you just get such a clear sense from the Gretton book that that there is so much confusion, which is yeah. why your commanders need to be so on it because they're constantly having to make best judgment calls. Yeah. The best judgment calls all, only all the come time. from from imperturbability and experience. There's, there's, there's yeah. no alternative, is there? And then, and then there is the Shillong is the ship that's been hit. They realise that it has. They didn't fire that the ship next to it, third in the next column to Shillong, the Stephen Foster didn't report doesn't report it didn't fire flares and doesn't report it. And Gretton says it makes it was mistakes like this which make the escort's tasks even more difficult. I mean, that's one way of putting it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can see exactly. him shaking his fist at that one. And So twenty quarter past 10, Gretton's going, what the heck's going on here, lads? Yeah. Um, and, and so Pink and Elisma report two white rockets have just been fired. And the Commodore reports the lead ship in the 12th column, number 121, the Shillong, has been torpedoed. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Gretton's understandably annoyed. You know, why, why is it... Why is it being delayed? Because you know that allows the, the U-boat time to sort of get out of that situation. Yeah, and then 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 Gretton orders what I think is just the best code name ever: um, <laughs> a half raspberry. I say, chaps, I think it's time for the half raspberry. The half raspberry. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and that's everyone to fire snowflake rockets to loop. So basically to light the whole place up. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you've not wanted to light yourself up and now suddenly you want yourself to be very lit up. You want to hide yourself before they attack, but once they've attacked, you want to see it so that you can pick them up, you know, on the surface. Yeah. So again, this is all about making them dive. Yeah. And he regret he regrets this. He, he wishes he'd, he'd done it the minute he saw the, the initial flash rather than waiting for people to tell him what maybe had happened. Yeah. Uh, but but you can see you can see that that's pretty sound, isn't it? You're turning night to day. You're doing what you you know you're doing what you can to rule out the U-boat advantage at night. We've done pretty well there. We've got through most of April the fourth. Um, we, <laughs> we need to yeah, take we might a quick have to speed up a bit. We need to take a quick break. Yes, let's 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 we've set the scene. Let's crack on. We'll see you in a minute. Hola. Hello, this call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow, ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow, now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier, thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. This episode is brought to you by Funnables. Funnables aren't just fruit snacks. Every bite your child takes is fuel to spark their imagination, taking them from a wild unicorn space mission to a deep sea dive into a rainbow river. Funnables are made with 7.1% real fruit puree and are an excellent source of vitamins A, C, and E. So anytime, any place, make snack time playtime with Funnables fruit snacks. Have fun, eat it too. Visit FunnablesSnacks.com to shop now. This episode is brought to you by Bi. It's Wonder Water. What makes Bi so great? It's simple. From Raspberry Lemon Lime by Sydney Sweeney to Zambia Bing Cherry and Palavo Pineapple Mango, Bi has antioxidants, electrolytes, and no artificial sweeteners. So for flavorful hydration, choose Bi. It's Wonder Water. Learn more about Bi and discover all of the exotic, bold flavors at drinkbi.com. Welcome back to We Have Ways of Making You Talk, where James and I have done our well. I mean, you know, that's not bad though. We've done it with one one day. So, so the Shillong is the Shillong is going to the bottom. Um, uh, they've they've half raspberried to to light up the convoy. Yep. So tension is super super high. Um, Fidesz being get- sent off, and and they get yep. and the awful thing for Tay is is that it has that cruel sea moment where they have to go yeah. past all the men screaming and shouting and asking to be yeah. picked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the has to it. basically go through the survivors. Um and, yeah. and and it's not until a lot later that Pink is able to try. Um but um three freighters at this point, because U boats have been sighted. Oh yeah, um, no, hold on, there's a great line from Gretchen on this. Yeah. The heart had to be hardened and the bitter logical rather than emotional decisions taken. Yet this did very little to relieve the later memories of the scene. Yeah, but I mean that's that's his job, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, um, yep, unfortunately, yep, yep. Um, and it's literally the needs of the, the needs of the many outweighing the needs of the few. I mean, in, in the yep. in the bitterest way imaginable. At this point, three freighters decide to leave the convoy. I mean, a bit of panic coming on. I mean, I mean you know, and, and that's more stupid. Well, then that's the you know they have a war conference basically that they all get you know they, they get together and clearly what happens is they got some of the crew got to the bridge and say no, we're getting out of here, boss. Sorry. Or yeah. the captain says, yeah. no, no, I've had enough of this. And that's kind of, you know, given what's happened in the preceding months, maybe you can see why they might think that's the best thing. 
but it ain't. I mean, I suppose it's three less ships for Gretton to worry about, but it's th- three ships that are more than likely to be going to the bottom. So then they they reconfigure the escort. There's another ship torpedoed at 2307, the Warunga. They try and hang on. Oberleutnant Heinz Eckermann of 365 reports hitting it, or reports a hit. To U260, yep. U563 put off um, attacking by the by the half raspberry and because the escorts um, are, are tooling about looking for them. So that so it's yeah. working. It, it, it's the point yep. that the, the half raspberry works. Then into the morning, early morning, 0127, the 5th of April, Snowflake, easily my favourite ship in the Royal Navy, <laughs> spots a U-boat, probably 572, makes a run, loses contact at 300 yards. I mean, that's that's how close this is all getting. Yes, really, the, really. Yeah, dropping dropping depth charges, regaining contract, re- regaining contact, nine depth charges dropped, low rumbling sound heard after the 7th. Charges set to detonate between 150 and 300 feet. And the U-boat is 572 is lying off at 360 feet. So so, so they're too high. But yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. how do you judge that? I mean I mean you you you're off your ping and you're doing your best, aren't you? You're doing your best. So Snowflake this, is now eight well, miles the start of the convoy after doing all that kind of querying around. Drama, yeah, exactly. exactly. So then has to kind of head back at full speed. Meanwhile, Huff Duff is picking up all sorts of signals. Huff Duff on on HMS Tay, yeah, uh, and it's absolutely clear that a number of U boats are now within reach of the convoy. Yeah, um, and also the, the the picture they get is that at least one U boat is ahead of the convoy. This is probably U one six eight, and there's I mean, the then picks up a radar contact, but that <laughs> actually turns out to be Aruba trying to break away. One of the three they, that's trying to bugger they, off. They, persuader to rejoin i mean that that in yeah. itself that you're you're picking up radar contacts that aren't u-boats so that's time wasted so every, everything it's, it's this endless gr- sort of endless grinding calculus of 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 what's going on so then elizabeth picks up another radar signal two thousand yards ahead at 0228 loses radar contact a thousand yards drops depth charges another radar contact shortly after that more star shells and they see a conning tower they lose radar contact, but then get ASDIC contact. I mean, you could just imagine the information can, coming yes, to the captain. You, you can feel it, yeah. can't you? Sorry, sir, we've lost radar contact. And that's you. The disappointment of losing contact, the relief at gaining it again, the yeah. kind of excitement yeah. of gaining it again, the kind of the hunters yeah. back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is U-564, Hans Fiedler, Oberleutnant Hans Fiedler, who, re- who who remains on the surface until Elizabeth's second attack. He has to go back to Lorient because his periscope's damaged and his number three tank's torn open. So... That's yeah, one. I mean, what's he doing? Staying on the surface again? You know, he's an Oberlein. He's a first lieutenant. Okay, then this is not a well, kind he of. Do, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not a Corvette capitaine. He's not a. No. It's indicative that you you're you're getting a depleting U-boat commander crop. And and so that's one less U-boat to worry about. Though of course they don't know this in the conf- They don't know that he's had to return to Lorient. All the unknown unknowns in this. The you know to go. Yeah. Don, Don Rumsfeld. That there's just a there's just a sheer um, there's a ton of them, isn't there? You, and the, the, the amount you don't know completely outweighs what you think you might know. At three o'clock in the morning, Pink says she's unable to find survivors from the Shillong. A whole lot gone. They've all gone. Pink's ordered to withdraw, rejoin. The as an American tanker, the Sun Oil as an engine problem has dropped out of the convoy. I mean, that is just your worst nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, just imagine the panic for the engine artificers and the. Uh, and the mechanics down in the hole, you know, because if you get hit, you're not surviving that. 
Um, and so the three ships to have left are the US uh, Thomas Sumter, the Dutch Blitar, and the Swedish Valaren. And they've all they've all gone their own way. Dawn comes at five o'clock. Interesting in the that morning. none of them are British, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yes, yes. Lighty foreigners, James, of course. Just can't be relied on, blah, blah, blah. You know, there'll be a bit of that kind of chat. That's the thing about uh, Johnny Holland. Yeah, but also from them, there'll be a bit going on, going, going, you know, I don't trust these bloody limeys. Of course, of course. They're going to get us all killed. Let's get out of here. Um, uh, So they muster the convoy uh, between five and six in the morning. The Commodore has to be this sort of admin to do. Commodore needs updating. And that literally consists of the Tay going alongside and and shouting stuff. yelling. Through a megaphone. Yeah, so it's a bit different when you haven't got mobiles. Exactly. They ask for a tug for Warunga. Um, and then yeah, which, is, co- which has been hit, hit at the front. The front part of it has been hit, yeah. but it's still sort of going on. because. The- I think the ba- I think we call it the bow, James. We're being nautical, aren't we? The bow, yes. We call, sorry, it, the, call it the bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Struck in the bow. Because aft, um, they're, they're still absolutely fine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, covering slightly on quick, that one. Quick with the quick with the lingo. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then they're told sharp they're t- on this now. And then they're told to alter course to make the support groups arrival uh, quicker and easier. Yeah. So I mean, the, you know, the idea that you're zigzagging sixty ships and, and keeping tabs on anyone. I mean, no wonder, no wonder there's a radar contact that they think's a, yeah. that they think's a um, absolutely U-boat that's a, that's a tanker. And then Sun Oil is reporting it's being attacked. You eleven ten U one six eight reports. Diving um, because an escort has arrived, which is probably, we think, probably Vedette. Snowflake takes up Vedette's position while Vedette's away. I mean, they're herring about all over the ocean. And so there's an air plan that day as well. So one Liberator from 86 Squadron. That's all it needs. It just needs one to just circle around. Yeah. Um, Should arrive just after daylight. Two more Liberators to follow from Iceland, plus five Catalinas of the US Navy from Iceland due to fly parallel track. In fact, as it turns out, only one Catalina manages to fulfil the patrol. The other four have to return to bad uh, due to bad weather. I mean, they are smaller aircraft liberators, to be fair. Um, But the first liberator, um, letter X from 86 Squadron, also has to return home because of bad weather. It doesn't reach the convoy, so that's not good news. 0952 U706 Corvette Capitain Alexander Zitzivitz. Zitzivitz. makes contact with the convoy. Zip so it starts. It. So basically, it starts again. He's obviously quite experienced, this guy. And snowflakes astern, loose drives on the port bow. Tay is ahead of the Commodore's column. Elizabeth's on the starboard bow. Pink's on the starboard beam. At, ele- at ten o'clock, Liberator P from Iceland starts its homing procedures and doesn't get to them. So I mean, the air cover's fine if it shows up. The worry here, isn't yep. it? Uh, um, and not to eleven forty-five. Does a Liberator N of one twenty squadron operating from Iceland finally spot the convoy? And this is. Flying Officer Maverley, and he sights a U-boat 10 miles on the port beam of convoy. Um, and I guess, you know, at kind of sort of fairly low height, you know, it's quite easy to see at the wake of a U-boat on the surface, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, I imagine so, yeah. Well, the, he's at 1,000 feet below the ca- cloud base. Visibility he, he, good. And he sees U584 under uh, Captain Lieutenant Decker um, uh, mm-hmm. steering a parallel course to the convoy. So he attacks him while he's still on the while he's still on the surface. I mean, it's interesting that they don't seem to see it. Um, uh, well, I they guess drop coming from behind. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. Yeah, but surely they're in, they're all up in the running tail like this. You'd aren't have they, thought Jim? so, wouldn't you? You'd have thought so. I mean, I, I, I I, I'm miming binoculars right now, everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so they drop six depth charges a hundred feet apart from a height of just fifty feet, and two of them That's land so really lovely, close. Is I mean, it? And two, I mean, the daring, that's a big aeroplane. That's a big, heavy plane. And they're, and they're 
They're doing yeah. that with it. I mean, these, you know, flying officer Matherley's a, 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 a gutsy fellow, isn't he? And his crew Definitely. are gutsy to do that. Bewboat dives, they drop marker flares, they don't see it again. Captain Leutnant, he, he notes that the death charges were close, but there's no damage. U584 thinks, well, that's enough of that. It give, yeah. breaks off from the convoy. So yeah. it's worked. Again, yep. it comes back That's to that thing, and then U two sixty, who's the contact keeper, who's the who's the sort of watch picket. He he yep. he dives as well because he's seen an escort. Um, yes, and and then and then Gretchen hears about the attack on the U boat by N uh, aircraft N of one twenty squadron, and so orders Tay to join the hunt as well. Yep. And again, you're constantly weighing up. You know, do I get involved with that on my boat when you've got a liberator there, or you know, or, or should we stay with the convoy? I mean, these are the yeah. kind of ch- the choices again that you have to kind of constantly have to make. And then U seven hundred six report, re- reports an escort overhead, which must have been the Tay. So, so everyone's. I mean, they're all cheek by jowl with each other, aren't they? That's the that, that's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. You're looking for one U boat, and you're 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 right on top of another. Is the other thing that's going on here? That, and of course, you don't know you're looking for U seven hundred six or U at five eight four, no. do you? You're, you're just looking no. for U boats. Yeah. So there's quite uh, a big hit at twelve fifteen. Yeah. Because U seven hundred six manages to get close enough to the British Order. Uh, which is ship number 62, which is the second ship in the sixth column. It's a huge explosion, massive sheet of flame. Bridge catches fire because oil is sprayed everywhere. It's an absolute horror story. Engine stopped. Crew prepared to abandon ship. The weird thing is there's a second torpedo, which only narrowly misses Tinderaeus and Port Sydney. Tinderaeus, yeah. of course, being the um, um, Commodore. Commodore's the vessel. Commodores. So Grenors is a new, a new order, which is almost as good as half raspberry, but not quite. <laughs> Artichoke. Okay, chaps. Time for a joke. And this is the pre-arranged plan to be carried out if a ship's hit by day. Tapos is right over U seven oh six. Yeah, but the conditions are such it just doesn't pick it up on Aztec, and that is that's that's the problem. Yeah, none of it's perfect. Then Liberator P sights the convoy. And a Catalina at the same time sights a U-boat to the west of the convoy and makes two attacks, which is probably so. How at this stage, four ships have been hit. Yeah, I know. So it, it's it? the Warunga, the Shillong, yep. British Arda, and Sunoil. Sunoil's yep. a straggler, but only three within the, the convoy have been hit. If you're thinking, well, we're in for two or three days of this, that might that might feel like a bad start if you're Gretton. I mean if you but what we're what we're realizing is that the U boat the U boats are gradually one by one being deterred or yep. sort of delayed or damaged or attrited. Um yep. so so uh, UFU 592 is attacked by a Catalina. The Captain Lieutenant Carl Baum reports a leaking fuel tank. They get this repair, but again, he's been held up. Yep. Um, Snowflake heads over to British Arda to try and persuade the crew to stay aboard and put the fire out. But the tank, and the tanker looks like it's not going to sink. Honestly, I mean, just yeah, think of what that's dead, like. They entered the shop. Well, and, stopped, and, and it's full of it's full of you know oil. The most the most combustible fuel you could possibly. I mean, it's just horrendous. You think of how the are you feeling about staying on that boat? I'll admit it. I'm not mad about it. No. So by <laughs> one thirty in the afternoon of the fifth of April, there's four, only four escorts on station. Yeah. Because Snowflake and Vedette are off doing what they're doing. Yep. We've got two Liberators shadowing the convoy. At 2 o'clock, U594 is attacked by four depth charts from Liberator P from 120 yep. Squadron from Iceland. At 21... And then it all goes a bit quiet. Yeah. Yes, and It's not till right. 20, 21 minutes past five that evening that the next U-boat signal's picked up. Because they've... Of the, ra- they've, of the air carrier. It, 
Yeah, well, because of the air cover. So they've had four hours of radio silence because of the air cover. So, it, I mean, that's interesting that they're not even saying we're being attacked by aircraft. They're, they're, the best thing to do is simply shut up. Shillong's gone. There's no trace of Sonal. Sonal's gone. Videt's looking in the wrong place. And Valaren, there's no word from Valaren. Which is which one is of those the, ones that's buggered off. Which is the Swedish boat that um, made its exit. So clearly it's not going well. And Gretton says that, that there's a nice lull where that everyone gets a chance to get something to eat, have a rest, have a moment off the mental strain and all that sort of stuff yep. at this point. And it, it, yeah. And it, <laughs> it can go, sir. Thanks very much. Very well. Very well. <laughs> But nevertheless, they're always bringing uh, sandwiches, aren't they? On a tray, a sandwich and a, and a mug yeah. of cocoa. Jim, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna make a decision here. Right, we haven't finished. We're not. We? No, we're not gonna get through. Okay, I, I, I knew it was gonna be four parts. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be four parts. Yeah. But basically, on the as we as the fifth of the fifth of April ends, we're going to the evening of the uh, morning of the sixth. Um, there's twenty U-boats still around, as far yeah. as Gretton knows. He's, um, yep. They're not all in contact with the convoy, but as far as he knows, there's 20 U-boats out there. Uh, um, yep. uh, 1856 U-191 sites the convoy, so there's another one coming to the party. At 1945, yep. U-270 is ahead of the convoy, reports the sighting. The BDU are still very, very confident uh, of success that night, and that in fact they've not got off. To, they've not got off to a bad start, have they? It's not a bad the, start. It's not. It's not a kind of disaster for not, the convoy. It's not brilliant for the U boats, but it's not bad. Yeah, and you know, a, a, an oil tanker. That's a. That's a. That's a key target, isn't it? Fuel is everything in yeah. this war. So there's a moderate wind blowing. All escorts are at station, and all ASDIC and radars working. So their escorts are in good shape for what the night might bring. Elizabeth's on the starboard bow. Pink's on the starboard beam. We all know the difference yep. between bow and beam, don't we, everybody? Tay's on the yep. starboard quarter. Loose drive's on the port bow. Videt's on the port beam. Snowflake is on the port quarter. I don't want to go on the port quarter. Snowflake's on the port <laughs> quarter. <laughs> go to the port quarter affects my human rights. Um, uh, is <laughs> hoping for um, early warning of any... Um, uh, <laughs> the port quarter's not a safe space. Um, Gretton is hoping for an early warning of uh, any U-boat attacks in the half-duff. Reminded, all escorts are told, fire a star shell as soon as the radar contacts make, because that's what's gone the, wrong the night before. So let's get a bit sharper on it, chaps. Um, and there's no time for prolonged hunts, is what Gretton says. The key is to prevent attacks, not destroy U-boats, which brings us, circles, circles us back to the thing we were saying right at the start, that the point is to confound the enemy, rather than destroy him necessarily. Um, and if you can destroy him, that, that, that's a Brucey bonus. But what you're after is confounding him, delaying him, preventing his attacks. So should we go up to midnight, Jim? Let's go up to midnight and see if we can do it. Well, the alternative is that we do half of it next week for the first yeah. half and finish it off. Yeah, yeah. Why? let's do that because we're at 50 minutes now. The- oh, we can do another 10, can't we? Yeah, yeah, okay. So at 20, 20 hundred hours, the convoy has almost completed its turn to port steering at 07, 070 degrees. And, of course, the Huff-Duff starts up again. So there's been this radio silence from the Germans because yep. of the air cover, and up comes the Huff-Duff. Um, yeah, and then this uh, extraordinary thing happens. Oh, because this is incredible. Which is U594 surfaces by mistake in the middle of the convoy and can see it's least six freighters. Captain, Captain Leutnant Friedrich Mumm, your mum considered himself too close to ships to fire. I mean, th- this is just amazing because because in the old days, I mean, you wouldn't get Kunterpreen worrying about that. You wouldn't get no. Wanks worrying about that. No, it, it, what, he'd, he'd crack on with sinking things. 
he'd crack on with sinking things exactly uh, or or, yeah. or Shepka or or Kretschmer yeah. or any of these guys yeah. I mean they'd have yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. just sunk Build their boots. three ships yeah. in no time and got out of it but he doesn't he 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 orders his U-boat to steam at full speed on the same course as a convoy, still on the surface, trying to get ahead and then turn and fire. But, I mean, it's just absolutely bonkers. So that's between 12th and 13th columns. And that is a – I'm sorry, but that's an incredibly lucky escape for – For the convoy. The convoy yeah, it's ridi- ridiculous. that could have been yeah. carnage. And no one saw him. It's the other thing. No one spotted him. Uh, so no, we know no this looking, the, no. We know this from Gretton's examination of, the, of, of their battle of – their, of those ships' logs, yeah. those U-boats' logs after the war. Which is incredible. Yep. And the, Elizabeth 20, picks 20, up the radar yeah. echo at twenty twenty five, so a little bit later, twenty fifteen minutes yeah. later. Elizabeth turns to prepare a counterattack. Radar contact lost at thousand yards as the U-boat finally dies. And then Azdick is gained at four hundred and fifty yards. So you're right on it. I mean four hundred and fifty yeah. yards is nothing. Ten depth charges dropped. Lieutenant Kanda rose, then heads back to the station. Uh, half an hour later, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth, Elizabeth picks, picks up, up another, another contact. contact. Yeah, two thousand yards. Mm-hmm. They fire a star yeah. shell. So, so they're 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 sharper on their drills this time. Um, mm-hmm. At 2050, 2058, they see a conning tower. Yeah, U boat dies, but there's no Asdick ping. I mean, that's the other no. thing that, that that why not? Well, because it doesn't it doesn't always because it just doesn't always work. And there's a shoal yeah. of fish, or I don't know, whatever. Or yeah. it just it just doesn't. Or it's been so they tightly- drop they drop ten death charges um, on the estimated U boat position. Um, there's no damage uh, to U five nine four, but U five nine four is that enough? They exit the exit stage left, and they don't carry on against the convoy. The key of preventing attacks, not destroying U boats, that's been that's been achieved already within an hour and a half of that, or, or within an hour and five minutes, six minutes of that order being that order yeah. going out. You know, so much quicker, much quicker. At twenty one twenty, loose leaf. Fires a star shell after seeing a, um, a, a suspected contact. Doesn't report a radar contact uh, from earlier. I mean, he doesn't rate Loose Leaf's captain, does he? Is the thing not um, at um, all? That's um, really uh, clear. They're en route and they release death charges by error. Um, the, a nice set chap, low. not much of a commander. Yeah, exactly. To and they echo and they Monty's famous lines. <laughs> and they drop. They drop. Um, they drop these death charges that damage their Asdic and their radar because they set them wrong. Yeah. So. Quite clearly thinks he's useless. A, a conning tower, this is all at 20 past nine, a conning tower spotted by a merchant ship a thousand yards away, and the merchant ship decides to try to ram the U-boat. I mean, you know, every, everyone's having Good a go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good on him. Um, and Loose Leaf is inside the convoy. Um, and of course, Which is a terrible inc- situation. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, just, yeah. that's yeah. just crap. Because you don't you're, want to be doing that. You could be colliding with, with anybody and everybody. Oh, yeah. absolutely nightmare. They get there as they can radar work again. And at twenty one twenty five, I mean, this is all within this is all within an hour of Elisma picking up a contact. This is all within this is all within an hour and ten minutes of U five nine four surfacing within. I the mean, convoy. this is frantic, furious stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, picks up <coughs> activity on the port beam. Vidette, off they go. They drive off the U boat again. Yeah. I mean, Vedette as the only destroyer, so the fastest vessel, really is yeah. constantly being yeah. sent off willy nilly, isn't yeah. it? Which Not just well, she re- I mean, you know, just as well she refueled the day before mm. at the start of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, one, one of those things. Um, Gretton but again, sends the U-boat's out a sig- driven off. Yeah, Gretton sends out a signal. There still there seems to be one still ahead. The rest of the team has retired with headaches, but a bit, but a bit comes a bit too soon. Um, at twenty one thirty seven. Pink, um, and uh, you know, again, try not to think of uh, the singer Pink every time we mention 
<laughs> Pink has firm radar contact at 2,400 yards on the starboard bow of the convoy. It's U-270 trying to get into the gap between Elizabeth and Pink. This is Oberleutnant Paul Friedrich Otto. Yeah, Otto. And he's trying to get... <laughs> he's trying to use loose-leaf star shells. So, um... I really like you know, jazz, but don't tell my Nazi friends. <laughs> Oh no, I understand you're a big fan of uh, Ella Fitzgerald, yeah? <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> jazz. Uh, jazz music. Um, uh, um, uh, and U270, Paul Physic Otto, he fires two torpedoes at two tankers, thinks he's hit one, but hasn't. Um, I mean, how do you get that wrong? Well, I know, this is the thing, because after all, <laughs> I've watched I've watched Das Boot. When you hit the ship, you know you have, right? Big you, you watch it go. It's a huge sheet I mean, of flame goes into the night and you see it yeah, disappearing yeah. on the horizon. But I suppose what you don't do in real life is hang around watching it on your on your periscope because after no, all, so you must have you must have felt you've heard a distant noise or something. Good or, enough bang, and so you bugger off. Yeah. Right? And then Pink has an Asdic contact of hundred yards. I know. The, 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 I mean, this is the And then loses it. Yeah. Uh, ten Drops 10 death charges at 2142. U-270 um, uh, reports minor damage. Um, they never see the U-boat, but they see the phosphorescence of its weight. Yes, which is something that, that people often talk about, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Phosphorescence in the sea. Yeah. So that's that's uh, Paul Friedrich Otto retreating with his um, 78s. Um, yes. <laughs> away from the convoy. Um, loose Leaf managed to get back <laughs> on station. Um <laughs> Spots a U-boat. Let's get Seems out of be... here. Then we can listen to some more jazz music. <laughs> Puts a needle on the record, Otto. <laughs> um, Let's uh, get out uh, of here. <laughs> um, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Elizabeth then makes another radar contact at 10 to 10, only just back at the station. Again, a U-boat trying to penetrate the screen between Elizabeth and Pink. More star, star shells. shells. Fired. Yeah, more yeah. star shells. Elisma uh, loses radar contact, but it's definitely two U-boats. Elisma yes. drops a full pattern of depth charges in the estimated position. What is a full pattern? It's like 14, isn't it? I think something like that, yeah. I mean, I'm worried they're going to run out of depth charges. Yeah, they seem to have a lot, don't they? Yeah. Bidet's back on the station by 2225. There's a there's a sort of 50-minute lull. 2315, Pink gets another contact. More star shells, U-boat driven off. Um. Half Convoy past starts 11. to alter course again back at, to 100 degrees at yep. 23.30. This is completed by midnight at 23.55. Huff Duff office on Tay getting strong signal on the starboard band. So yet another one. So at 0.035, Elisma reports citing a flash in the convoy. And Gretton asks the convoy com commodore for anything to report. Absolutely nothing. So again, you know, this is sort of confusing. And at this point, Gretton says... It's difficult to describe adequately the tension during the night. Complete darkness when it was difficult to see adjacent ships alternated with the bright glow of star shells, which made everyone feel naked to attack. The weather was poor and lookouts had to contend with strong wind and sometimes spray. On the bridges, it was easy to mistake mistakes and coolness of decision had to be matched with speed. I think that's our, that's our concluding point, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we will return to get this convoy to Liverpool. I mean, we did we did make a rash promise that we'd achieve that today, but we haven't. We've done quite a long way. I'm looking at the level of my notes. We're definitely. Oh no, no, we've broken the back of it. But we're but I think that again, the thing is, the thing is with this, there he's right. It is difficult to describe adequately the tension of the night, and I think we've made that we've made that plain with our narration here. I mean, it, there's so much going on, and on every ship, everyone is 
nerves stressed, stretched, attention yep. stretched. Yep. Every you know, every single sort of cog in this machine, this machine that that has all this kit that that works some of the time, that doesn't work some of the time. Everyone's trying to second guess everybody else. It's just it's absolutely extraordinary. So really, you want to be third ship in the seventh column, don't you? That's where you want to be. <laughs> Yes, I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, do you think you're t- you're just told, or do you think there's a bit of kind of sort of? Oh, I think it'd be best if I kind of went in, you know, ran probably, here, a you. Argy bargy. probably a bit of argy bargy, probably a bit of argy bargy. No, 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 no after you, old boy, crashing and ramming into each yeah. other. After you, old boy. No, really, no, really, it's no problem. Yeah. Anyway, we will return when um, uh, convoy HX two three one finally does get across the Atlantic to Liverpool um, in in or more than one. Most of them. Or does it? <laughs> or does it? <laughs> um, and a little roundup, um, which he does very well in the book. We'll look at some of what happens to some of the people who are sunk, what, what that experience is like. There's some amazing oh my stories. God, yeah, that's incredible. Thanks all for listening. We will return with what's left of the convoy um, uh, <laughs> as soon as we can. Um, uh, and on Thursday, we have a we have ways USA conversation with with John McManus. I think about medicine is the last one we had, wasn't it? Anyway, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Cheerio. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? (laughs) Well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii, okay? And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy, and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts.